Hello and welcome to today's episode of Ye Can Do. Today it's a solo show with me, Paula Thomas, and a friend of mine that I met recently here in Dubai. Colleen Montserrat is from France, and since I met her, Colleen has embodied the values of Ye Can Do. A true everyday hero who is living her life full of positivity and possibility, despite some serious medical challenges along the way. Today, Colleen shares her story with us, and also her favorite book that helped her understand the importance of our perspective. That book is called Mind Over Medicine by Dr. Lisa Rankin. So, I hope you enjoy hearing Colleen's story and her experiences of understanding and choosing a mindset that will help you live your best life. So, Colleen, first and foremost, welcome to Ye Can Do. Thank you very much, Paula. I'm very happy to be talking to you today. Wow. And you are a dear friend so that everybody listening knows that we are great friends. You're also a listener of Ye Can Do. So uh, really exciting for me to talk to you today on a topic that I think we're both very passionate about. Um, and I think there's a lot of topics, actually, and that's probably the reason that uh, <laughs> we're such good friends. Um, but listen, just to get the conversation started, Colleen, I thought what would be the best first question for you is to literally cut to the chase. If there was one thing that you want everybody listening to Ye Can Do to know that you've learned in your short life, because you're only young, um, what would that one big lesson be that you've learned in your life? So, Paula, there is uh, only one thing, one mission uh, that is really true to my heart. It's uh, for everybody to know that it's not uh, adversity itself that is hard. It's your perception of adversity that will determine how your life is going to be. So it's very important uh, for people to realize that the way we look at situation and events is the most uh, impactful Thing mm. you can do for yourself yeah. and that will change the entire outlook uh, of your life. Indeed. And yeah. And you do have that outlook, Colleen. I was just looking at the article, in fact, that one of our newspapers wrote about you recently, and they described you as a bundle of energy and enterprise, <laughs> which is exactly how I've always experienced you again in the short time that I know you. And yet at the same time, Colleen, you know, when I look at how you position yourself, how you live your life. Even on LinkedIn, for example, you describe yourself as a chronic disease advocate. So that immediately, I suppose, um, explains that, first of all, you do have at least one chronic disease. I think there's there's more than one. Um, so maybe you would just uh, start by explaining, Colleen, you know, your life in terms of how you've experienced it and what you have, um, you know, experienced going through from childhood, I know. So uh, I, I show myself as chronic disease advocate. This is a debate among uh, the people uh, with uh, chronic diseases because uh, I've got uh, so now type 1 diabetes. Okay. But I live without uh, my pancreas as a whole uh, due to a genetic disease uh, that I have since I was born. So for me, my um, disease it's always a debate. Are you going to be defined by what you have and your diseases or mm. should you not be and therefore not tell them? For me, they are such a big part of my life mm. and they are such a big part of the person I am today that uh, I decide uh, to tell them and be an advocate of my disease. And I'm not ashamed of them because usually uh, a lot of people are also ashamed uh, because there is uh, this mentality where people think that it's your fault if you uh, get a disease. So it's uh, such like a weakness. Yeah. Uh, when in fact, for me, it's the opposite uh, of a weakness. Uh, they have shaped me so much and I will not be, uh, for example, I don't think I will be that much resilient. I don't think I will be that much strong. And mm. most and foremost, for all, I will don't think I would be that much happy if wow. I didn't have those disease because uh, I've 
went through a lot of adversity uh, yeah. because of them. But it meant that I grew much faster than other people. And a past event that took place, especially in the past two years, have mm. finally made me realize that nothing can put me down yeah. uh, in, my, in my life uh, outside of the diseases. I've lived other experience mm. and therefore now I've almost lived them all. Yeah. And it's such a, a reassuring feeling. Uh, people don't always understand, but it's uh, coming back to what I was saying at the beginning. I don't look the situation as uh, bad and terrible. Yeah, they were difficult, but I've learned so much about myself. I found my mission in life. Mm. Uh, it gave me the courage to accomplish much more. It gave me the courage to be myself also. Um, and it, it's something I will never want to remove. So I've always say, if someone comes to me tomorrow yeah. and say, uh, Colleen, we can remove your genetic disease. You won't be sick anymore. Yeah. But in this case, we take away your personality. Yeah. I say, no way. <laughs> I stay with my, gen with, yeah. with my condition. And, and you know, the, the worst, it's I, I had really low self-confidence. Uh, um, yeah. Because when you grow up with the disease, uh, especially I was not diagnosed for a lot of years. Yeah. You wondering why are you not like the other kids? Uh, why you are weaker than the other kids? And so it, it really impacts uh, your uh, personality development and it leads to a uh, low self-confidence. Yeah. And it's when I reached uh, the 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 end of uh, my, my pancreas and uh, in 2020 when I almost died yeah. and that I was diagnosed with all the other conditions afterwards. It took me a couple of months and a lot of uh, self-analysis and everything. And during my last surgery, uh, exactly almost one year ago, that's when I realized how confident I had become. Wow. Because in all the adversity, I realized how strong I was yeah. and how my personality was such an asset because I'm such a so optimistic that <laughs> it saved me. So, so wow. really at, the, at this stage, uh, I was like, okay, I will yeah. relieve everything. And I, I don't hope people to go through uh, such, uh, such experiences to, yeah. to learn about themselves and to get more confident, but that's actually a very good boost yeah. if you know how to look at the situation. Totally. My goodness, Colleen. And and clearly we're here today with a yay can do perspective. I know you you know our brand and we're here to talk about exactly how you achieved this mindset, Colleen, because to me it's extraordinary. Um, but I want to briefly just, I suppose, make sure the audience understands the depths of what you've gone through in order to understand the extraordinary perspective now. I mean, essentially, as a child, your pancreas was was eternally swollen. Um, so you were in extreme pain um, on regular occasions. Um, and then, as you said, two years ago, there was a bout of, I think, sepsis. So your entire yeah. body got infected and you did nearly pass away with them. Um, how serious? that situation was yeah 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 because in fact uh in what happened is the years uh before 2020 so i arrived in dubai in 2016 and back then i started to feel tired like more tired than usual and uh, when i was saying this to people they're like come on colleen uh you're so dynamic you have so much energy i remember one time going to a, a pharmacy and asking them for multivitamin because I, I was very tired and the woman watched me and said come on if you're tired what are we wow and i, I went to doctors everything was fine i said okay it must be overworking because i was working a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a true workaholic. Um, and arriving January 2020, I, 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 like it was 3rd of uh, January, and I met these big goals for the year saying it's going to be the best year of my life. And I started to get a fever, like a very, very strong fever. I, I waited for a couple of days uh, because I, 
for me, it was just a cold. Mm. Uh, the, the pure imposter syndrome uh, related to uh, medicine, yeah. because growing up, I was not diagnosed. I, I learned early on, it, it's nothing. You, you have nothing, Colin. So I've never gotten really checked and went on uh, with my life. And so I waited for three, four days and uh, it's finally my uh, a true friend of mine that dragged me to the emergency. And there they found out uh, it was sepsis and they suspected one of my kidney to be infected. Wow. And uh, I, I said, no, I've got nothing. And then I went back home and a couple of days later, the fever was still here. So I went back to the hospital. And in fact, one of my kidney was completely dr- uh, blocked uh, due to uh, a kidney stones that had fossilized with my ureter. And I found out after that it must have been the case for a couple of years. Wow. So I was literally living with only one functioning kidney for yeah. all uh, these years. And, and now I knew why I was tired. Sure. And uh, I got a couple of surgery and that's where they, they found out that I was uh, diabetic. Yeah. So it added also to, to the fatigue because I was diabetic for, for a couple of uh of years um, because we we identify it as type one, but it's another. There there is most people know about type one and type two diabetes, but they don't know that there is all there are other types. Yeah. And in my case, it's type three C. So it's when you live without uh, a pancreas altogether. Wow. So in addition of not secreting insulin, I found out as well that I could not digest. Uh, fat and protein anymore which Mm. was explaining why I was dropping a lot of weight in the in the previous years and so uh, everything uh, like my my, it's like my body finally realized Mm. uh, that I had something and one of my organ uh, had completely uh, yeah himself up and other problems started to erupt because what I realized is how powerful our, our brain is and yeah. uh, our body. Yeah. And if you want to hide yourself, like if you want to hide a fat, your body is able to continue. Mm. So that's pretty much what happened with me. Doctors were, were like completely asking like, how is it possible that you haven't realized that yeah. so much was going on because after I've got... My, my organ that completely descent in my body. Yeah. So it, it, I, I was like, I just went on and my work, I had other goals and I was saying to myself, you've got nothing, you've got nothing. So because my brain was believing, I think yeah. that I am nothing, it yeah. kept going. But yeah. when it realized everything I had, that's mm-hmm. where all the problems uh, started to, to go down. Yeah. And uh, that's what led me as well to go back to university and study psychology because I wanted to understand what what was behind. Yeah. And I know you started to read a lot, Colleen, um, and you shared with me, in fact, that it's only in the last, I suppose, those two years that mm. you've discovered this world that I love, that uh, that we as ye can do love, which is all about the power of possibility, the power of positive perspective, the importance of taking action. And I think the first thing you told me that you did was you did start reading to see how you could understand yourself, understand your psychology, understand your mindset. And there was one particular book you told me was particularly powerful. So will you tell us a bit about this book? It's called, you told me, Mind Over Medicine by a a doctor by the name of Lisa Rankin. So I've been just doing some research as you mentioned it to me, but tell us exactly about this book and why it has such a big impact on you. Yes, so uh, Mind Over Medicine is actually the first book uh, I purchased uh, after I found out everything. So within a month uh, of January 2020, everything uh, went down uh, on me. So after, of course, trying for a few hours, (laughs) I I, I said bye. And uh, the the diabetes stuff was the hardest, I must say. Oh, Uh, bless you. I, I stopped and I said, okay. Yeah. What can I do now to get yeah. better? Yeah. Uh, th- there must be a solution. Uh, I cannot accept that th- there is nothing that can be done. And so I came across uh, Mind Over Medicine on 
Amazon. And um, what uh, this book was really at the beginning of all my research. Yeah. So I didn't know that much uh, back then. Some of the concepts are already believed were true because I had experienced them first mm. and mm. and other arrived and that's when I understood really that I had the power in myself not to cure because yeah. as uh, with the genetic uh, disease uh, it will be like asking to have green eyes when you have brown eyes yeah so it's, it's <laughs> not possible yeah but I could uh, get better and thrive in my condition to make them so low that they become an advantage. So I could try to turn all the weaknesses of each condition mm. to make them uh, one of my strengths. Mm. And and so Lisa really in her book, um, she's, uh, because she's a doctor, she comes with scientific uh, evidence that are really uh, important to me. And I think the one of the most blowing things that back then, uh, me, I, I did not believe it was even before COVID mm. uh, how much uh, work stress uh, can uh, kill you uh, because after reading this book, I started to reflect on the past years yeah. and I started to realize that maybe if I was going through all of this now, it was the universe or whatever showing me that I was not on the right path. Yeah, because I had been working very hard um, and I was succeeding in my work, mm. uh, especially for my age. But I was not getting what I yeah really wanted. So yeah. not 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 living and not in my right path. I think I was building mm. the dream of someone else okay. instead or instead of building my own dream. Yeah. So in once what's one sense, like I was like, my body maybe is showing me as well that yeah. I'm not uh, in uh, the right direction. Mm. And that's why I always say what happened yeah. uh, during these two years are the greatest things that ever happened to me. For sure. Because I will have keep going. Totally. I will have keep going strong for years, I'm sure, <laughs> before to realize. Yeah. So uh, by reading the books, it's, it's all the different concepts, like between relationship. Um, work, uh, all the stress, how it impacts your body. And, yeah. you know, now I feel lucky because I have a way to track stress. So I've got a, a really a simple uh, exam example that uh, happened last week. Oh, tell um, me. Yeah. So, you know, usually in all those books, you, re you will read that stress and anxiety is uh, very bad for your body because it yeah. will... Uh, actionate the sympathetic nervous system and sure. you will be like in danger and um, your your blood sugar will rise and your heartbeat will, uh, yeah. will rise as well and it's detrimental for your health. Last week, I, I sold my car. Uh, so oh. that was a good, a good yes. yeah. And uh, I, I sold it to, to a very uh, nice uh, woman and uh, the day, like on Friday, when we were doing... Uh, like she came to see the car and we say, okay, let's meet in the afternoon in the like um, government yeah. department to, to do the transfer. Uh, she said, okay, no problem. I'll go take the cash and everything. Sure. I go on my way uh, there and she calls me and she tells me that uh, she could not take all the cash from the bank because there is a limit. Oh no. And um and, and so she 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 will make a transfer. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh she will do it now if I can send all my bank details and everything. And I was already driving there and um for me I, I could I could feel I could trust uh the woman because I've seen her uh I yeah. don't see, we are like in Intuition. Dubai. It's it's like yeah. it's secure. So I say, okay, okay, let's go. She she did uh, um, so she does the transfer. She sent me a screenshot of the transfer, and after we go to the department, we make the paper and everything. And afterwards, uh, she gives me a part in cash. And uh, afterwards, I started to to worry, like anxiety kicks in. Yeah, yeah. What if 
Yeah. It's not uh, uh, yeah, it's a fake uh, screenshot. I totally. don't know her. Yeah. Um, I call my friend who is a lawyer. Like, are you crazy to transfer the right of the, the car? I didn't have the money in my account. Uh, and uh, I was like, yes, but I, I don't think I should. Uh, yeah. Like, my logic mind was telling me she's like, we, we're in Dubai. It's very secure. Yes. Like, the, the screenshot is well. simple, yeah. impossible to fake, uh, especially on the phone. But my other part was very anxious because human beings, they hate losing something. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the strong aversion to loss and the anxiety was full speed, like even higher than before going to a surgery. Wow. I woke up the next day, I could almost not train, so worried. And I started to, to see my... my Blood sugar rise. Wow. Yeah. Rising, rising. I went from 90% in range, so in a normal uh, graph, yeah. like yeah. All, all good, to 47% within a few hours wow. because of the anxiety. Wow. And after I received the money, so <laughs> I, was, I was super happy. But yeah. I, I know how detrimental it is to my health because I track it, because I've got a continuous yeah. glucometer yeah. and I see it. And what I leave, other non-diabetic, they leave it as well, but, yeah. but they just don't know because they don't measure all day long uh, inside their body, how their bodies are feeling. And at this moment, I say to myself, you should not do it again if you're not uh, feel good because the impact on your yeah too strong totally uh to and yeah that's where you know i i i know all those books and what the science says yeah it's uh it's actually uh true but before that i didn't know i mean we all know that stress impact our health but yeah to which extent Exactly. And and I mean, again, Colleen, you know, I've only ever known you to be positive. I haven't seen you going through an anxiety written situation like not getting the cash for your car when you were expecting <laughs> it. So I can only imagine. But like if you had that situation over again, like, do you know what what any of us can do? And funny, actually, because, you know, I was in Paris last week as well, Colleen, and I was anxious about my first panel presentation and honestly, I make myself sick. You can hear my super sexy voice now because I've had a throat <laughs> infection. But I genuinely have made myself sick with overthinking, overanalyzing, not sleeping, having a little bit too much champagne probably <laughs> along the way as well. But honestly, as you said, like you're somebody who has had to, to track and identify when your body is at risk. Uh, most of us don't even have those insights. So again, when I was reading everything today in preparation, this book sounds incredible. So again, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But immediately I went and I I just downloaded a meditation that I've been promising myself to buy for like a month. I was like, right, that's it. I'm just getting this meditation. But do you have any other tools or techniques, Colleen, that you use um, or that you intend to use? I think that was probably quite an extreme example in terms of, as you said, a huge amount of money that you're not sure if it's coming or not. But what do you think we can do in order to manage our anxiety? Because to me, it is absolutely chronic in so many of us. Like, I think we all, certainly for me, when I grew up as a child or whatever, the idea of admitting to being anxious, first of all, was extremely shameful. I still think it's something most of us don't openly talk about, but I think it's something we're all regularly absolutely affected very, very dramatically by. So, like if I had a wish for myself, it would be that I would have instant tools to deal with the situation. And I don't quite, but just wanted to ask your thoughts on what we can do when these anxieties arise. So uh, th- that's a great question. And to to be honest, for example, uh, when I, um, so I had eight surgeries, I was never anxious with any of them. Wow. Even the ones when I could risk dying. Because in those situations, uh, I've got no choice. Yeah. First, only yeah. Uh, uh, like I, I need to go through. And I usually, what I've realized, but this, I realized it later on. Yeah. I was always focusing on the future and one event 
that I was particularly looking forward to. Okay. And so it was always pushing me. Like, for example, in January 2020, it was my birthday. Oh. I was like, oh, my birthday is coming February. I will wear that. I've never celebrated my birthday in my entire <laughs> life. Okay. But here it was helping me, like going through everything and not being anxious. Okay. And so going uh, uh, over, like always looking forward to the future and mm. who I will become and what I will gain. Because it, in the situation last week, I could only see what I could lose. Ah, because love it. Yes. Uh, Obviously, I had nothing else yeah. to, to gain. And yeah. this is something humans are terrified of. And yeah. it's one of the greatest, in fact, marketing tools. Um, so that was the big difference. But after, anxiety is also a lot linked uh, with what we eat. And that's what people don't realize. For example, uh, I've, when I lose control of, uh, I, I call it like this, lose control of my blood sugar yeah. for a couple of days, yeah, it becomes a roller coaster. And so you go up and you go down. So when you go down, you eat quick sugar to go up and you, you, you're taking into this roller coaster and you see a huge difference in your mental health. It's amazing to, wow. to like suddenly uh, you lose, you start to lose motivation yeah. because you eating like high sugary food. Therefore, your body receive uh, stimulate like too much dopamine in a short amount of time. Okay. So after it dysregulates all your dopamine level, yeah. so it becomes harder and harder uh, to be motivated, and it, it's it's. Uh, it makes you tired and so for me I see my anxiety and worry increased uh in the same way if my blood sugar increase okay so I try to be my best at my diet and also exercising is yeah. a great way every time and it's not exercising like lifting weights or going <laughs> uh, running when like there, there is one activity that you can do that will transform your life and that is walking. Yes. I, I've talked to you a lot about walking. It yeah. has so much power. Uh, or many times, like every time I'm feeling sad or I, I had bad news yeah. and um, I, I was just saying, okay, I forced myself, let's go for a walk. And yeah. I was starting walking, crying and I'll keep walking, keep walking until I stop crying. Wow. And eventually after 10, 20, 30 minutes, I'll stop crying and I will start to get back wow. on my power yeah. walk saying, no, what yeah. can I do? What is my next step? Okay, this is, fair. for example, I, I've done, uh, so I had a, a, a organ descent mm -hmm. uh, that was at the last stage and it was so bad, but doctors didn't realize how bad it was. So I went on for first surgery laser surgery uh, surgery in June 2021 mm -hmm. and so I go through it. it it's six seven hour surgery uh, I had to stay in bed for the next 10 days mm. so it was not easy uh the the easiest one yeah and after 15 days not even the prolapse comes back oh no and so I'm here and I start crying yeah. because it was already a year and a half living with a prolapse uh, uh, because I yeah. other stuff to manage. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, what can I do? Like, how am I going to do? Because yeah. the cause I cannot eradicate. I have malabsorption. It will always be the case. So I cannot change. So I cried. I cried. I went for a walk. Yeah. I woke up the next day. I was like, okay, what can I do? Wow. to change it I'll find a solution yeah and it, it's a lot like walking has such an impact because outside of physical activity uh the fact there is a scientific uh background on this it's when you walk the floor is never like completely straight sure so in fact no scientific I've discovered that the fact of walking yeah without realizing it you're adapting uh yourself so your brain is working okay and so it's the work of your brain working that allows you to think more clearly more truly okay uh so uh there is uh, scientific evidence to back up our uh, uh walking as a 
powerful impact on your brain. And Lisa uh, talks also a lot yeah. uh, about it inside the book. And you've already now have also book dedicated to walking. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. And you have talked to me about walking, Colleen. And I know you walk, what is it, an hour or two every day now? I, at least. Wow. It's, even even for your work, uh, for, for like all your creative ideas, yeah, uh, you get much more of them when you walk. Totally, it's not in an office. Yeah, but what I also like what you said, Colleen, um, as well as the walking, and I think that's a brilliant advice. Extremely practical. There's practically all of us can always find that solution. It's available pretty much to everybody. Yeah. We just need to make the decision, make the time, and go and do it. But what I also hear coming through is you've said it twice. What can I do? And I love that because your mindset is around. There must be a solution. There must be a way for this to get better rather than the victim mentality, which I think it's so easy, especially again for somebody who has, you know, a lot of conditions like you to fall into. Would you say you've always had that? <laughs> what can I do mentality to look for solutions? So for me, it's really easy. Um, I have two choice. One choice, I do the victim mentality. And yeah, maybe because of my story and what I have, I will attract the attention of some people that tries to, you know, be nice to me. And yeah, but at the end, I will screw up my life. Yeah, that's something I'm really aware that I can die tomorrow. Yeah. So wow, I have no time to lose. Of course, sometimes I'm sad. I will cry for maybe an hour top uh, uh, when something happens. But yeah, staying in this mentality would not help me achieve my dream. I still have my dream. Like, I think there is, um, like, especially for us, like people with chronic disease, a lot of them that have difficulty to overcome, it's because they stay in this victim mentality. Yeah. But what I always tell them is, man, nobody cares. Oh, at the end, no, at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, that's your life. Yeah. So if you keep to be to to overcome when it first happened and to accept, it takes time. Yeah. But afterwards, you need to move because yeah. you will start to piss off people around you, which is normal. Like yeah. they also have their lives. Yeah. And you're not gonna be happy, and you're the one who's gonna at the end lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you won't be able to achieve your dreams. Mm. You won't be able to get better because being a victim in any case will not help you get better. <laughs> so it's it's something uh, that is uh, you, people need to, to understand. Yeah. Yes, it's unfair. Like yeah. a lot of, especially when we have diagnostic people say, yeah, but it's unfair. Yeah. yeah life is not fair. Totally. And you need also to look at uh, what, where you were lucky. Okay. Yeah, because it's easy to watch all your uh, unfairness, like things that happened to you or that were not your fault. Yeah. Um, but you have also a lot of good things that happened to you that you might not realize. First, uh, I, I'm sorry to say, it, but we we Caucasian. Yeah. Uh, in this word, uh, it means already you you're pretty lucky. Yeah. Uh, you live in. A, we both come from countries. Uh, that that are great uh, yeah. to 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 be born in. Yeah. So already with this, uh, we we are lucky. And you know, the the, I think it's a question also of expectation. Mm. Like, what do you expect? And I think happiness comes from the fact that you should be you you should lower in areas of your life expectation for example for me i know with this condition most of the, because it's very painful people do not work etc cetera, etc cetera. uh in france i was uh, asked if i wanted to become invalid wow. uh, for life and get the pension yeah so, you have money to spend on <laughs> So my expectations were really low. So when I see myself, I'm super happy because yeah. I went over them. And maybe someone in Africa, you know, they, they will be happier yeah. than Western people because they don't expect much. So yeah. happiness is also uh, linked to your expectation and your 
but also most for your action. And yeah. for me, the first thing I've done, so as I, th- I told you, I, I bought books. Mm-hmm. I registered to university. Mm-hmm. I was motivated by different facts. The first one, it's I clearly understood that corporate life was not for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I will be discriminated. And uh, even if I would like to think differently, I think it's a risk. Yeah. And so I say, okay, I I, I need uh, to act now as soon. Yeah. So within not even six months, uh, I, I had taken like drastic decision. Yeah. I started uh, sports. So mm-hmm. I was working already before, but I was not at all into sports. Okay. I discovered um, uh, meditation, yoga, because of my doctors already always telling me to <laughs> uh, to do them. And most and for all, uh, uh, I learned everything I could about my conditions. Yeah. I've went through hundreds of studies mm-hmm. because another thing, it's a lot of people say, yeah, but I can go to the doctor and he will manage. Mm. Doctors are great people. Uh, but the yeah. problem is they don't live with it. Yeah. And they learn from books and sci- like uh, medis- all the medical world, it's still in development. Yeah. Uh, not, not everything is cut through. Yeah. So the more you learn, um, the better you are yeah. at, at becoming an expert. Totally. And so manage better. Yeah. And so live longer and live happier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what I really loved, Colleen, actually about the author, particularly of this book that, you know, helped you, you know, learn so many of these ideas, um, Lisa Rankin. What I loved was the point you talked about already about the balance. So, yes, you had professional success and plans and goals, but you had missed out so many other areas of your life. Um, I think she she lists about 12 of them in the TEDx video, which we'll obviously make sure to link to in the show notes. But also she says shocking things, which I hadn't realized. And I really love that she said these things. For example, she talked about things like loneliness being like chronic situations, which again, people mightn't realize causes like horrendous health implications. She even said curing your loneliness could be more important than giving up smoking. That, you know, so for, for the, in terms of the impact on the physiology. So she's a very well-rounded practitioner. She's got the very scientific background. But even to your other point you just made there as well, Colleen, she talks about, you know, not handing over responsibility for your health to the health professionals. Yes, of course, they have incredible knowledge. You know, hopefully they're well-motivated. Most of them are. Again, maybe you know, making sure, of course, you 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 stay up to date, I guess, with all of the options available. But also what I loved was um, you know, she just wanted her profession of healthcare professionals to be the loving human beings that actually a patient needs. So, like she talked about this idea of the mind is so powerful, but actually it's it's particularly powerful when it's supported by intelligent, loving healthcare professionals, which it sounds like you've been blessed with actually along your way. Yeah, and and that's actually what I think uh is the reason I'm alive today. Because what happened in January 2020, so when I discovered all the kidney, I was assigned a doctor. I went to an hospital, didn't know any doctors in the city. And um, I found this Greek doctor who was very positive. Okay. So for me, I was still in denial that something <laughs> big was going on. Yeah. So he was a little bit scared sometimes. Yeah. But he was always positive. And I found out that the survival rate uh, was 5%. Oh my God. Uh, for a sepsis with the kidney yeah. uh, blocked afterwards. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't realize. And, yeah. and when when I went to the first surgery to try to drain the kidney, before that, he told me, okay, we need to do this one because mm. if we sh- break the stone directly, it can spread the infection and your likelihood to die is higher. Wow. So I said, okay, uh, let's go. I was For me, I was skipping in the future and it was very positive wow very uh uh responding to the question smiling not scaring me at all wow and so when i, I went to the surgery and it did not work and i woke up and they say we have no choice yeah. and to move to to the second one mm. i was like okay it's 
don't worry, everything is gonna be fine. And wow. it was super positive. So I wow. was not stressed. Yeah. I went there relaxed. And now it's one of the first things that I look in doctors. Yeah. So I've, I've had a lot, even in Dubai, I changed at least four or five times yeah. for some of them because first thing, positivity. Yes. Uh, and the second thing, their ability to question their belief. Mm. Because sometimes yeah. some they learn something and they say, no, it's like this. If I see they're not, they're not enough flexible to realize that maybe new science has come that um, shackle their belief, yeah. I will move. Yeah, and it's. I think the most important thing uh, is to look for this in doctors. And I think nowadays a lot of people are complaining that doctors don't have time. And Lisa actually, yeah, uh, she did a burnout, um, and because she had to go through a lot of patient. And I think as a patient, that's what you need to realize. Totally. It, yes, your problems uh, are big for you. They are your life. Yeah. So they're big. But doctors, they see other things that might be bigger and they need uh, to take a step back yeah. because they're human. So if like I, I could see some of my doctors, they, they I'm dear to them. They, yes. they, they like me and it, it's hard for them because yeah. when something does not work, it affects them. So I understand why they need to put some boundaries Okay. Uh, and it's something I think as a patient, we need to be much more um, appreciative of and understand that yeah. even doctors, they have bad days. They, totally. And yeah. yeah, for sure. But she also used a lovely word as well, Colleen, um, which was this idea of your inner pilot light. And I just thought again, as you know, as somebody who is kind of coming from this medical background, scientific background, even though she is obviously into much more even spiritual directions now, you know, the fact that she can use that very loving language to focus on your inner pilot light, getting the balance right. And you're absolutely right about relaxation in terms of your doctor. She really does make that point as well that, you know, a lot of the um, reasons that the placebo effect is so powerful is because I actually feel like people are being treated. They're put into usually a relaxing medical environment with, you know, a, a potential solution. So the combination of the possibility, the care, the relaxation all comes together to produce, you know, actual remarkable healings in many situations. So so I love that her passion is about, you know, spontaneous remission and that kind of opportunity for hope. But what I also think was important to you as well, Colleen, and you mentioned it already at the beginning, was she doesn't promise that she can cure anyone or that you can cure yourself and I do think that's something that the self-help industry does seem to sometimes set false hope. And I'm sure it's well-intentioned because they want to build this sense of belief and possibility. But tell me how you feel about that idea of, you know, where the self-help industry talks about curing yourself. Yeah, that, that's, you, you're totally right, Paula. It's something, um, so I started with self-help books and uh, like Joe Spencer and uh, yeah. all, all of those authors before uh, moving more towards neuroscientific okay. uh, expert uh, uh, author. Mm -hmm. And th there is, as you said, one thing that really troubles me uh, in, the, in, in this industry is the fact that to say, you can cure everything. Yeah, yeah. With your brain. Yeah. And I, I, I meet even people that are really into uh, uh, self uh, self help that look at me and say, "No, it's just because you're not willing." If you really visualize yeah. your pancreas uh, eating, you will heal. And I'm like, man, if I tell you to visualize that you have green eyes, yeah, will you have green eyes? No, no. It, it, there is a point, a stage where you're genetic. Yeah. Um, you can even you cannot uh, uh, watch uh, someone with type one diabetes, which is uh, autoimmune disease, and say you will eat if you know. Yeah. And I think the the the, the problem is when people get very sick, they fall into despair. Yeah. And they start to believe 
you do speech, they don't realize that it must be separated to yeah. that can actually cure. Yeah. And they start to get also like into trap of mm-hmm. not so good people from in any industry you've got bad uh, uh people that yeah. try to sell them a lock like i i, I think I, I told you the story in uh, one of uh, my diabetes group a woman that uh, asked if someone had tried the ring that could help uh cure yeah. um your diabetes and this woman she's not crazy she's yeah. not some like a lot of people uh, and one of our friends' reaction was to say, like, she's nuts. Yeah. No, but when you are in such a despair, you start, you want to believe that this might be true. Totally. So I think uh, it's important for people to realize uh, where the science lies and what is possible or not and not feel guilty. Yeah. And even a lot of the time, uh, they they proclaim that it's the action that we took mm-hmm. that led uh, are leading us to, and I th- like I'm honest yeah. with myself. I know it's true for my case. Uh, it's a genetic disease, so it's the the disease are uh, uh, to advance. Yeah, but it advanced very quickly in my case, mm-hmm. and most likely doctors told me it's the stress uh, work stress related. So I know I'm a lot to blame. Uh, and I think it's important to be aware of it. Because otherwise you stay in your cycle and you, you yeah. keep uh, uh, falling. So okay. I think it's important, but I think it's important to be accepting. Okay. And to not uh, have the regrets of our action impacts our life at such an extent that we cannot um, continue. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the time people, if they're not strong enough and they hear this type of message, they they will say, Either they don't want to see it or when they see it, they will say they will start to regret and they will just go in cycle, cycle, cycle with this mentality. Yeah. So I think it should be always added that, yeah, our actions play a big role. Yeah. But it's never too late to change. And in any case, it's always better to do it. Totally. So, yeah. It's, it's a, an industry that, that it's, mixed but there is one thing that i cannot deny it's the motivation mm-hmm. like when i read lisa ranking book it gave me the boost i bought it for all my friends oh wow who have, who <laughs> have disease because uh, yeah. uh, even if even if sometimes you already know some of the concept yeah it always give you this book boost of things like reminding yourself no i i can do better totally I can have an impact on my life yeah yeah yeah. And and just to your point about, you know, uh, potentially having a role to play in, in your own, you know, I always think that we do the best we can, you know, with the information we have at any moment in time. So I think you're absolutely right. The best you can do for yourself now is forgive, you know, whatever mistakes you've made in the past, you know, continue with this transformed perspective, with this sense of possibility for the future um, and everything that uh, that life holds for you now that you've realized what uh, what I guess you want in your life, huh? Yeah, and I, I think one of the most important thing and uh, something a lot of people are not doing or not at least to the extent uh, that they should grow is to be self-aware. Yeah. But with our weaknesses and where we are not good because we tend to like everybody's the hero of their own stories <laughs> totally. so even for example when you see two people arguing uh, 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 about something yeah nobody's right because totally. there is not <laughs> like nobody has the the, the truth, truth of the universe yeah. And they will keep fighting. They will feel like they will get annoyed that they cannot convince the person. So they live their life in denial. And but maybe you're wrong as well. So I, I, I think it's it's very important to be self-aware. Yeah. And for example, coming back to the, the story of the car, I was anxious about not getting the money, but I was 
also very mad at myself because I've been uh, doing people pleasing once again. Yeah. And it's something that I'm trying to work on uh, <laughs> because I think it's very detrimental uh, uh, in your life, in, in someone's life. Because yeah, uh, when someone is a people pleasing, they, they, you usually say yes. And after you ruminate. Totally. about what you have accepted and it's in fact the after like the the thoughts that will come by accepting to do all those things you don't want yeah. that can impact uh badly your health mm-hmm. so at the end I was also bad like <laughs> because I know I'm bad at this area and I'm trying uh, uh to to improve so being yeah. self-aware I think and especially with our uh flows totally Super important because <laughs> if, if, even if you've done mistake, if you've learned, you have not failed. Exactly. You fail when you keep repeating <laughs> the same mistakes. Yeah, let's hope we don't do that. I think it's a lifelong journey, Colleen, and I can see you're <laughs> on the same one. So listen, final question then. What does the future hold, I guess, for you? You've lots of fun stuff ahead, huh? Yes, yes, uh, exactly. So now I'm writing uh, my first book uh, about uh, imposter syndrome and how it's uh, affected all my life and how I did to overcome it. Yeah. So it will be released uh, beginning of 2023. And I'm working also on other projects uh, to try to solve uh, many uh, other women problems in the world. So it's very exciting. And going back to Europe uh, after all this time in Dubai yeah. is uh, also uh, a, a new challenge, a change. Like you close a chapter, you start a new one. So totally. it's very exciting. It sure is. And you're going to be based in Lisbon. So hopefully yeah. if we know anybody who's listening, who's going to be in Lisbon and wants to meet uh, Colleen, I'm pretty sure that would be super exciting. Yes. So- that's all from my side, Colleen. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up? No, I think uh, uh, one thing I, I want to say to people, it's yeah, look always at the bright side of situation. Wow. It will save you. <laughs> it totally will. And you're a true inspiration. So I want to say, Colleen Montserrat, thank you so much from Ye Can Do. Thank you very much, Paula, for having me.